Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. Today we're going to talk about the things that we're missing the most and missing the least about Villa Park on a match day. James Rushton, how are you my friend? Are you okay? All good. I think I'm going to make my way through uh, the whole entire Asda shelf of uh, instant noodles. So I've, t- tasted, I've tasted the world. Everyone knows. There's no new football to talk about. So a lot of our content at the moment is very much, mm. here's the best of this and here's the worst of this and here's another list of things. So everything's a little bit random at the moment, but we appreciate everyone who's sticking with us. We're obviously trying things out and, and kind of experimenting as we go. I put a tweet out saying, what is it that we're all missing the most and least out of match like So I'm, I'm curious because we're without football now for, what is it, a, a, just a, just under a month, is it? As much as we're doing this job and I would kill for a new Aston Villa game to talk about and, and write about for you, what 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 are the little things that, you, that you're missing the most and least? Have you had to think about this before we started recording or are you just going to wing yourself through this episode? <laughs> uh, so it's just the routine and the, the ritual of going down, like having... Yeah you know, kind of cup of tea at 12 o'clock and uh, getting ready to meet my dad. And I haven't been able to go down since I started driving, which is something I'm really, I was really looking forward to. Kind oh, of, yeah. I know not like just getting that, my dad's old parking space and like taking him down, like re- returning that favor. Yeah. It's kind of that ch- the Chelsea game is going to be the first one. So honestly, I, I'm pretty gutted about not having to assume that new role in kind of the family match day thing. Cause I go with my two brothers. Yeah. I was going to say, what uh, is your usual match day routine? Is it a family thing or is it a friends in yeah. the pub? Well, most match days, it'll just be, I'll go to my dad's and we head down. If it's a big match, he's already been in the pub like three or four hours. So I've got to go and kind of like take him and then kind of get him to Villa Park without an Uber because he'll get my Uber rating down. We'll park nearby, we'll walk over and uh, watch the match. And sometimes I meet my friend Stevie uh, in town and we'll walk from town to Villa Park, which is always like kind of an experience. It's just a fun, just kind of chatting about. You walk from town to Villa Park, how long does that take? It's like... 25 minutes it's that long okay i'd have thought it'd be more than Um, that i don't know why (laughs) it's like just all those little things it's like now and of course like if i wasn't at football i'd be with my girlfriend but that is that is impossible right now so i think you kind of get hit worse by the fact that you're not able to do much without football because there is not much else to do there is no element of free will in this situation. Yeah. Um, you're kind of limited. What Rightly, you're limited with what you can do, which is, I think it's a tough situation for some to take. Um, but you know, we're here. And I guess we, we have to deal with it now. I tweeted uh, this morning that there were a couple of photos from Wembley and that that, that, that uh, the Villa's trip to Wembley was this month. It was still March. It was 30 days ago. I can't like, believe that. Like, I've looked at like the last two weeks of working from home and last week in in hindsight flew by I thought like I thought oh my god like that was a week of work done like that went really quick today we're only on Tuesday and I'm kind of like oh my god this week is I can feel like it's going to drag on whereas then I think back to Wembley and that was only 30 days ago that feel to me that feels like three or four months ago I can't be the only one that feels like that it, it's taken for granted because you think it really is 
there's a situation that exists and it's a morbid situation, but you think that might be some people's last experience of Aston Villa or their certain experience of Aston Villa with a, a relative. And I think about that and you think, like if it was you, the last Villa game you went to, was it Tottenham? The last Villa at home Villa match was it? Was it Spurs? I think so. Yeah. Actually, no, that, no, I didn't go to Spurs. Uh, I didn't go to Spurs because I was ill. I had oh, the flu you, you that went, week. Yeah, yeah. Day, I watched that from on TV. That's the last Villa game you may may be able to go to. Um, in some situations, like genuinely forever, or some situations for a very long time. And I think when you, when you think of that, that it, the reality hits you of the situation yeah, and you does. think you, you didn't appreciate that. Well, it really brings into perspective is how important every match at Villa Park is because you really don't know if that will be the last one. Like, And going forward, if I am blessed to have the opportunity to watch Aston Villa lose again at Villa Park, <laughs> I would like to think that I'm in a position not just to analyse the match in a different way, but to appreciate it. You know what I mean? Even appreciate yeah, yeah. the bad moments, which is annoying because, you know, you don't want to look at losses. You don't want to think about Villa losing games, but it takes on a whole new meaning now. The last home game I went to, if I've worked it out right, is the semi-final against Leicester. That can't be right, surely. So you've got the last Premier League home game was the Watford last-minute winner in on the Tuesday. Then you've got the Ooh. following Tuesday was Villa versus Leicester at home. Then you've got February. So 1st of February was Bournemouth away. Then it was Tottenham at home where I was ill. Southampton away. Uh, then Wembley. And then Leicester away. So yeah, the last uh, the last games I've been to were Wembley. And the I've, I've, League Cup games are the last games I've been to. Oh my God, that's so strange. But that that's good, isn't it? Like you think of your last filler experience this season potentially. And you think of how good it is. Like how genuinely good those experiences were. I yeah, think. they were. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like I'll always look back on fondness of that week of going to Watford away, uh, Watford away, going to Watford on the Tuesday, then the following Tuesday, and two last-minute winners in a row, then coming onto the podcast to talk about it and being like on cloud nine for a full week of, of, of great Villa things going on. I can't believe that's the last home game I've been to. That was the 28th of January. We're now on the 31st of yeah. March. That was two months ago. With the with the current situation that's going on, you look back on the little kind of moments that have, that have passed over the last, I don't know, months weeks years of football mm. and you you know you i think we've talked about this before you get frustrated over referee decisions and team lineups and comments in the press and whatever else it is and it annoys you at the time whereas you look back on these things now and just think there's just i, I wonder whether we'll re- when things resume back to normal whenever that is whether people will have changed and whether people will appreciate the little things more or whether it'll be you know we'll give it a couple of weeks going oh my god yes we're back up at the park we, we're back going to the pubs and then it'll all return to back how it was and we'll, we will moan about the little things um, yeah. I wonder how society will have potentially changed when things return back to normal if, if things do I, thought, I suppose again we, because it's such a difficult situation returning back to normal might not be the normal that we're used to it might be a new version of normal if that makes sense that things could be forever yeah. different now to bring it back to the original topic because yeah <laughs> I, I feel like we're utterly not speaking about <laughs> I know, yeah. it's a cop-out answer to say that i miss everything but i saw a tweet that's just yeah. said that i miss everything about villa um like you said the kind of routine of getting up or waking up on a match day and thinking oh yes today might be the day that we go out and win a game <laughs> like that feeling of, of knowing that your the day ahead is going to be all about aston villa that you're going to leave the house at a set time you're going to drive down you're going to park in the same place you're going to get a burger from the same place you're going to 
go in yeah. with your family. You're going to speak to people on the phone about the game afterwards. You're going to do a podcast the next day about the game. Like the whole routine of Aston Villa is what I miss. It's a very easy answer to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, I miss everything," rather than finding a specific answer. But that's what it feels like. Like, I, like it's not about so much the football that I'm missing. Because even though we're rubbish anyway, like I've, somebody said a tweet that I'm missing, yeah. I'm missing watching some of the players play. You know, I'm missing watching John McGinn. I'm missing watching Grealish, Mings, these people. It's, I don't, I've not really thought about it like that. It's almost the, the things around the match that I've missed the yeah. most. The, the kind of general routine of it all, and looking ahead and thinking, right, well, Saturday I'm going to be doing this. We play so and so next Tuesday, and kind of having to plan your life around football. Don't have that anymore, and that's weird now. There's, there's a part of my routine that's disappeared. You know, that, years down the line, I'm going to be at a stage where. It's hopefully my dad and my brothers. Uh, you know, if I have a child, it's it's them um, and my girlfriend yeah. uh, in the future, and we all we all go, and it's like a family experience. And that is just that is football. It's like football isn't actually football. It's like just that that ritual. You it's know, a social activity, that. isn't it? Because it, as much it as we're, we're both sat here saying it's a family thing, for some people it will be uh, go and meet your mates and have a drink and, and, yeah. and get, get drunk at the pub kind of thing. They, that's not what it is for me personally yeah, for because I've been brought up going with my dad and my granddad and for me, for us, we go as a family. So it's different for everybody. But because we've, you know, Aston Villa play 90 minutes of football every, every other week at, at Villa Park, we've all got our own little routines around that and that's what we're all missing the most I think it's less about the football and, yeah. the, and, and the football club specifically obviously we're, we're all missing Aston Villa but it's the things that we do on a match day that I think we're all missing the most we go through that ritual and it happens everywhere it happens you know over the city at the, the other place and it happens up at Ellen Road it happens at Anfield it happens everywhere non-league and I think we are all so keyed in on seeming like each club is different when at the heart of it, it the name didn't matter, the badge didn't matter, the colours didn't matter. It's like it's happened there, and you and your family and your friends have attached yourselves to it in such a you know a unique way. Is there anything that you that you don't miss about about uh, there being no football at the moment? I think the most common answer was that I don't miss losing every week. <laughs> the way a loss makes you feel, it's like a death of an opportunity. It's like you 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 feel so bad not because you've lost, but because there is no longer an opportunity to kind of draw or get a point yeah. or three points that opportunity is like dead and buried it's, it's just I feel that the despair you know when the sinking feeling when there's a packed out away crowd and they have been singing all game and they score a last minute winner and that section explodes I don't miss that feeling I mean they will they will miss that feeling. Personally, I don't miss that feeling because you just sit, like, I try and stand up whenever I can. The feeling of that, like, slumping back into the chair and just the d- d- despair. And it's like, it's an unreasonable despair. It's just you're choosing to be so gutted about yeah. that. Like, it's only a goal, but I think the juxtaposition of how you fit, how they feel, and how you feel, it just, I don't miss that. Because you're unable to kind of challenge it in your head, yeah. like you, you, it's unreasonable to feel so bad about something like that. I think if I had to think um, of something that I miss the least, it'd be very easy to say losing games or you know watching rubbish footballers or whatever it is. I think I miss the least the kind of how can I explain it? The hangover of a defeat rather than the in the moment, if that makes sense. Obviously, once you mm. lose a game in the last minute or you lose a game generally, right there and then in the stadium is annoying and you feel horrible about it but it's I think maybe it's a part of it is being in this industry as well but it's the hangover of a defeat that we have to talk about it for the next couple of days or we have to scroll through Twitter on an evening and see yeah. the meltdown of people losing their minds over a defeat and people arguing with each other and people you know going off at each other I don't miss any of that 
I don't miss that that tension of a defeat that we kind of have to we have to live with it for three or four days before you can play another game. I don't miss that at all because I don't need that in my life, especially now when you kind of look back on it with the, with the situation that we're in now. All of that is so unnecessary that you lose a game and we have to kind of feel sad about it and argue with other fans for two or three days before we all get it out of our system. Why do we do that? When football resumes, if we lose a game, can we all just go, oh yeah, that was annoying, but I'm not going to yeah. let it ruin the rest of my day or I'm not going to let it ruin the rest of my weekend because there's no point. Like it's football, like it doesn't really matter. I like mm. to think that maybe that will there'll be a change in attitude in people when things return to how things used to be that... We'll, we will take things for granted more, but that we won't be so kind of negative or, or nasty to each other or to players or to managers that, you know, the, the vitriol that comes with the, the anger and negativity in a stadium towards a player or towards a manager, like, is that really necessary anymore? Do, is, you know, we all realise that there's a lot more things important to worry about now that maybe it's a reality check for people that we won't kind of lose our heads so much when Villa lose a game. That, that's what I don't miss. It's not just a, a, an event that happens in a, a millis, uh, you know, microsecond or over a day. It's like if Villa win, people are going on it for days, like days. If people yeah. if Villa lose, people are going on about it for weeks. And uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of personal victory that comes out with that. Like you are suddenly judging the character of the the man who is your head coach or your manager, and that goes yeah. for every club. And you're suddenly judging the character of the players. Like it almost makes you feel bad about the podcast we did naming Villa's worst player. And I mean, it is a bit of fun. Like, nah, genuinely, it's I fun. I don't feel bad. But <laughs> I'd like to think that Julian Lescott doesn't go to sleep thinking, like, in, with all that's happening, with him going to sleep thinking, Dan Rollinson said he hates me. Like, like and stuff like that. You won't say it, said, Don't worry about said, it. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, though, because not not that you hate Julian Lescott. I'm glad that you, you brought up what you just brought up because I remember the atmosphere at kind of the last uh, Villa game before they went down against Newcastle and like, mm. how joyous it was. Just to just appreciate, kind of the bang averageness or the the atrocity unfolding before you, and how impotent Villa were. But to be able to have fun in that situation, or be able to mock it—not mock it, or make the players feel bad, but almost just enjoy yourself separately to the on-pitch occasion. Yeah, I miss a lot about Villa. Miss it so much. I've, like, obviously, I've been missing Villa over the last couple of weeks anyway but now we've actually sat down to talk about it there's so much more than I first realised that I miss about it and it's quite sad really like a lot of these podcast episodes at the moment like we're trying to keep going to to bring people a bit of entertainment and bring something a bit light-hearted the last episode we sat talking about the players that we hate the most and today we've talked about oh yeah we really miss Villa and now I'm all down about it like we need to think of a topic that is positive and upbeat and happy for the next episode I think so we can have a bit of a, a laugh and a smile on the podcast I've enjoyed myself but now I'm sitting thinking about it i'm thinking oh yeah i really do miss that club now and it's it's difficult it's weird but we're all in it together aren't we so i, I imagine the people listening or watching can can relate to uh the things that we've missed the most and, and missed the least about villa and you know i hope that this is just not a negative experience and i feel like there's a lot of positives to take there is a whole lot of positives to, to take and that's just mainly appreciating the football experience yeah. and the, the absolute carnival it is the absolute carnival of the rubbish that comes out of the airwaves uh, all sorts. I think there's a lot to that we we kind of miss um, because now you're looking at it. You're reading when is football back? When is football back? You're reading or you know you're, you're hearing all sorts coming coming and out your ears. Um, you do miss the actual occasion. It's all about. And I feel like yeah. maybe we shouldn't rush to bring it back. But if we do bring it back, there is uh, a big reason why it can be in a better place for us all. Yeah, I think it, the, the kind of main takeaway is that we all 
you know, we're all missing the same things and that maybe, you know, when things do come back to normal, whenever that is, that we will kind of slow down in life a little bit to stop and appreciate things a little bit more. Probably won't change and we probably still will moan about the same things, but maybe we'll stop and think, is this really that important? Before we write a tweet, before we jump on a podcast to moan about a, a VAR decision, maybe we'll just think, oh, you know what? It isn't worth it. Let's look at the positives instead of looking at the negatives instead. So when we set foot back in South Villa Park for the first time, after all this is over I think we'll all stop and, and look around and appreciate it more so than ever before so that's the main takeaway I think that let's just uh, look forward to getting back and, and appreciate it more so than yeah. ever I think one last thing I'm missing Dan it's such a simple thing but like just the the brick the brickwork almost it's like the, the, the design the stadium and you know how yeah. it looks like it's just been there forever like since before time began and almost when you sit when you're standing in your seat or sitting in your seat standing by your seat not standing on the seat unless you're like a child <laughs> and you need to stand on the seat like the way the sun kind of hits the stadium and it just yeah. carves up the pitch and it looks like it's a little loads of little separate pitches and everyone's playing in their own little bit because I, I feel like that is just saturday afternoon kind of summed up the sun is you know hanging in the sky it's starting to set but there's yeah. so much going on right there. I've had a lot of tweets sent to me about this and a few of them have been on screen during the episode but if you're watching this for the first time on YouTube or on the podcast feed or whatever, get back in touch with us. Send us send us some more messages. I like, I like to see what else people are missing about Villa Park and what they're missing the least because some of the answers for what people are missing the least are quite funny. Get down involved in the comment sections. I'm trying to make this and we're all trying, us all, all of us here are all trying to make it a bit more of a community so you know, we're all trying to reply to people a little bit more so if you do leave a comment, uh, I'll try my best to get back to you at some point and we'll try and have a little chat about Villa you know kind of one-to-one and also as a little community as well so get involved with us we'll be back with some more stuff over the coming days I've got to shoot off now because I've got some extra work I need to do and there's a meeting at two so I really need to go so thank you for tuning in it's literally right now yeah I'm going to get a notification any second so thank you very much for tuning in we'll be back soon with some more stuff thank you very much bye-bye see you later (laughs) thank you for listening to Claret and Blue an Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please let us know we love hearing your feedback We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa.